Welcome back to the Life After Bliss podcast. I'm Thomas. And I'm John. And we are back. For... Oh, we are back. Oh, we are back. We're definitely back. It's a second part, two-part series. Two-part. Why yeah. not? Why not? Yeah, one is not enough. Uh, we got so much good content from you the first time, Ashlyn, that we are back hanging out with our very special guest. Yeah, our special guest is Ashlyn Huff. And Ashlyn uh, is a singer-songwriter. She's also an author. She's a writer. She's been uh, basically living in Nashville uh, for all of her life and then she just recently had a big change she moved to Colorado and we were going to ask her how did that how did that move happen so Ashlyn how did you get in Colorado I got to Colorado uh, so I started to talk a, a mutual friend of my now husband uh, Marcus's and, and mine her dad is ironically in the music business too her dad is um, um, Paul Overstreet is a fantastic songwriter. Oh, I know who Paul Overstreet is. So yeah. yeah, so his daughter, Harmony, uh, she and her husband, uh, Patrick Tracy, who is a uh, music director, a music video director for country music and, and pop and everything. He just did like that Bieber, Dan and Shay uh, video. He just did something with Halsey. It, and they were out here in early, in, like in January 2018 for... Um, uh, Dan and Shay tequila video and they shot it in Breckenridge. So on their way, I guess after that shoot, they went to Aspen. That's where Patrick kind of used to uh, grow up skiing with his dad. And so they come here all the time. And my uh, husband was having a Super Bowl party. And so he's a really good cook. He can do everything. It's so annoying, but he had, he's a really good cook and he invited them over. And I honestly don't know how they met, but whatever. So he invites him over and he said, hey, I got some, I have some uh, raw footage in the back and it's freezing. It's like below whatever. And so he brings it. It's the uh, the tequila video in raw footage and he puts it on Marcus's bed in the back. They eat and go home to Nashville um, a couple days later and Harmony and I um, meet up at this friend's house, uh, pretty much all musician type girls. And so I'm there. Actually, I'm wearing literally the same exact outfit that I wore that night. It's a, a sweatshirt, a green sweatshirt. If you look on my Instagram, it says Dreamer on it. It's a green, uh, like hunter green. And so I didn't look my best. I was like fresh out of a yoga intense training that whole day. And I almost didn't go. I was two hours late. We took a photo, of course. Everyone else looks fantastic. And we took a photo and uh, she posted on Instagram and my now husband was bold enough to see that photo, take a screenshot and circle my head and ask, tell me more about this person. Aww. So that's how we got connected. That's cute. Um, <laughs> at the time, I actually had a literal stalker uh, who had a thing for my feet which was interesting. And do you have so nice when feet? I got yeah. Tell me about those feet I, of yours. Yeah. I don't know. I honestly don't know how we got there, but, uh, did you want to like always massage and text or massage them and stuff? Or, never mind. Okay. Don't have to go there. Sorry. No, it, no, you're not far off. Yeah. Um, and so when I got this Instagram message from somebody in Aspen, I was like, um, no, thank you. <laughs> so I didn't respond really. And I didn't believe that they were friends because you know, like Harmony, Harmony's brother is famous or dad's fam- like, I didn't know if he was legit. And so I just, uh, I just like let it go. And then a couple of weeks later, I was at something else. And Harmony said, have you not talked to Marcus yet? And I was like, oh, he's for real. And she said, he is one of the nicest people I've ever met. 
And I was like, oh, shoot, now I'm terrible because I'm, I'm Southern and at least be polite, even if you have no interest. And so I wrote back to him that day and said something really friendly, but not not flirty at all, because I, I wasn't going to move. I wasn't going to date someone long distance. I was finally getting back on my feet in early January. Uh, I mean, early 2018. And so I was like, no, thanks. But he's, his response got me. And he said, well, it's about time. And I was like, oh, he's he's got a personality. So that's good. We ended up talking for the, I think the next three months on the phone before we ever met in person. And, um, I found myself wanting to talk to him, even though I did not want to like someone who lived else, elsewhere. Cause I told him right off the bat, I'm not leaving Nashville. And he said, well, I'm not leaving Aspen. I was like, well, this is going somewhere. <laughs> and, uh, and so ultimately one day we said, I don't want to like you. He said, I don't like you. And I was like, but I think we should meet. <laughs> So either that or like stop talking because this is wasting our time and if, if it's not going to go anywhere. But so we met in uh, Grand Junction of all places. My plane was diverted or actually just canceled. And so he had a, a, a half Iron Man in St. George, Utah. I was going to fly to Aspen. I don't even know myself at this point. I'm like, who are you, Ashlyn? You are not impulsive or I mean, this is stupid. This could he could be an axe murderer. My mom said and I was like, I know <laughs> I'm going to go. Um, and. <laughs> So I did. And this is the same girl who throws up all the time when she's nervous. So uh, this is like the, the most odd thing for me to like, go for. But we, uh, my, my plane was the only, it was May 3rd, 2018. We met um, at the Grand Junction Airport, which is not the most beautiful place to meet. But we drove all the way, five more hours to uh, St. George. And he did his uh, half Ironman or whatever. We drove back up to Aspen. A couple of days later, and by the end of that trip, I was like, "Shoot, I'm moving to Aspen." <laughs> wow, you knew at that and, point in time, uh, you knew that it was knew, the guy. I knew, um, and uh, and he did too, and and we neither of us wanted to know that because he had he had written off getting married altogether. He was thirty, I think, five or six at the time, and yeah, thirty five, and um, and he had just like resigned himself to being a bachelor and a great uncle for his nephews and nieces. And so neither of us wanted this, but we, it was, it was inevitable. And that's one of the things that I, I, I knew. Cause like, I'm not looking for this. I'm not trying to make this happen. That's when, you know, something's actually working. I, I like um, it when people put up hard boundaries and then all of a sudden, like God just says, Nope, that's not the way it's going to be. Well, no, you're going to move across the country and you're going to, so long story short, I moved in um, September of 2018. And uh, like I said, we met in person May 3rd, 2018. We got married May 4th, 2019. Wow. Thanks for sharing that story, Ashlyn. Uh, that's very interesting how he was able to reel you in like that. That's a beautiful story. And, and, it's 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 almost like a story of, of a little bit of redemption there to hear that you yeah. literally couldn't walk away from it because it was that good and yeah. you tried to and you thought about it but you you didn't want to it's just like isn't that beautiful Thomas what do you think it was really that way and that's what I I want I want both of you to wait for that's what I want to wait for but I have and a feeling excited. I don't I don't think it's gonna come though I've got to be honest with you like that I think I can run away from anything so. I'm like, uh, the right girl. Well, then the minute you do, you're going to call me and we're going to talk about it. I, Ashlyn, I like a girl right now. And, and it's interesting. Like I was going to counseling. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'll tell you my story. I, I like a girl. Can I tell you a quick story, Ashlyn? Is that all right? Yeah. Okay. So uh, I was going to counseling for a year. 
uh, after uh, during separation and divorce. And um, every week when I walked out of counseling, there was a girl in the lobby there and she saw my counselor for the eight o'clock appointment. I was there for the seven o'clock appointment and I would just do a quick little banter with her. And after seeing her like this for like a year, maybe a year and a half, I asked my counselor, I said, Hey, who's that girl out there in the lobby? She seems really cool. And she said, Hey, you should talk to her. She's, she's, she's really cool. You guys might have something in common. (laughs) And so then I, I know everything about her. She is really cool. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so I found out she works at a church and I, and I, I started kind of crushing on this girl I barely knew. And then, um, and now we've been dating for essentially like five or six months now. And it's been a little mm-hmm. off and on mm-hmm. again, but she still kind of likes me for who I am, even though I'm kind of a jerk sometimes. And so, okay. I don't know. We should work on that. I am working on that. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Good advice. Yeah. Well, you know, like, like you know, I can be a little, I don't know, I don't know, a little much. Testy? Well, I, no, it's not that. Like, I sometimes project the, too The far. word is needy. Needy. I think that's, that's the word he's, <laughs> yeah. he's searching for. Like, like I, can, I can really like project in the future. And like I, I started sensing okay. that we had a good thing. And I started saying, hey, how, how about we started set something up for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Let's, let's get going here. And I really scared her by doing all those things. And so, mm. uh, so now she, we've taken a couple steps back. And now we're just taking it nice and slow. But it's, it's, it feels good. It feels right. So I don't know. You you can you are you can always sub, like sabotage things. There are so many things that I was afraid of, be, just that that I was I I almost self fulfilled on my own because I was sure that things were not going to work. So, like I talked about earlier, that all the evidence I piled it up for myself to show myself, to remind myself, to proved to myself that it just couldn't work again. And so the for, I was looking for things to go wrong with Marcus. And so I saw that he was, he's a periodontist, which I didn't know what that was until I started dating him, but uh, oral surgeon and of, of sorts, he does like implants and whatnot. And um, so, he's, but it said Aspen periodontist on his Instagram thing. Cause obviously that's how I first figured out who he was. And my first instinct was to say, not another douchebag. Been there, done that. Because I assumed someone who lived in Aspen and someone who was a periodontist didn't know what that was, but still assumed. It does sound that pretentious. I was the same thing. And so I, I, that was one of the first reasons I didn't reach out because I was just sure. And so I would say that you're like someone who was self-involved, someone who liked what he did more than anything else and, and had parked all of his value and his worth in that and wasn't going to see me at all. So I was just sure of things that were, that were going to go wrong from the very moment it started. So I think you can self-sabotage well before you open your mouth if you want to. But if you can like not just not say certain things, just literally be like, okay, hold on and take one breath longer. I promise it'll get a little easier. <laughs> I think you're right. Like I, I think I do self-sabotage and I think if I could just like pause and not like insert myself so quickly into a situation or a moment. Yeah. And and that's that's a that's a hard thing for me to do. It's so hard because your knee jerk reaction is to do the same thing all the time. You're still the same person you were before marriage, during and ev- and everything until you stop that flow. Yeah. And you have to be the one to do that because no one's going to stop it for you. That's what gets you into the same relationships. That's where you get to the next place and feel like you're in the same thing, different cast. Yeah. You know, same same issues. So I would say that that's that's one of the things I would work on the most for you is your is your inner thought process and maybe just ask yourself to stop and reflect real quick in the moment like oh, why do I say that oh why was that my first thought 
And if it checks out, yeah, because not everything you're saying, your 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 knee jerk reactions are not all wrong, but some of them are loud and obnoxious. Not you. Oh, they are. But some Trust me, they are. You constantly say <laughs> are so loud and so and they've been there for so long that you just assume that's part of who you are. Yeah. And that's not always the case. I okay. We have we have to go. You're not needy. We have. To, I, I promise you're not needy. I I seriously thank you. You're sweet. You're sweet for saying that. And and honestly, the girl that I've been dating is very sweet because she sees past all that stuff and she says, "Yeah, you're just a two on the enneagram and you just struggle with some stuff, but we'll work through that and and <laughs> you know, we'll get through that." And, and she's really extended a lot of grace where she could have easily cut and run. So um, and you know what? What she can extend it all day long, but it's going to make a big difference when you start extending it to yourself. You're right. You're right. Because that's when you'll stop fighting it. Dang it. She's like a psychologist or something. She's in your head, man. She is in my head. Man, I could just, I'm going to have to go back and like, you should have your own podcast. She, 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 she should be doing this all the time. <laughs> I've thought about it. You should do it. You should. You should. You really should. Can I have y'all on? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, you don't have one yet, but. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, we're going to take a short pause here. We're going to acknowledge our sponsor, which is. Well, yeah, our, our sponsor is Sweet Inspirations Bakery, and they're located in O'Fallon, Missouri. It's a brand new sponsor because it's a brand new business. It is a brand new business. So this is your chance to get in on the ground floor. People are going to be talking about this in months and years in the future. They and you talking. can be like, you know what? I was there when it all started. I was there. I was there when it happened. Anyways, they have great treats. They have uh, baked goods. They have cakes. They have cupcakes. They do. They have cookies. They have cookie dough. Cookie dough. They have a lot of stuff. Anyways, if you're planning a wedding or planning well, any big thing that needs some sweets and treats, this is the place to go to, really. It is indeed. So tune in or stay tuned in. As we come back from the break, we're going to talk more with Ashlyn, and she's going to give us some advice on how we can pull our life together. Oh, we need advice so bad. And we're back from the break. This is the Life After Bliss podcast. We have a special guest, Ashlyn Huff, that's on the program today. And she's been talking about uh, how she transitioned uh, out of out of a messy divorce and through some challenging things in life and just uh, how she's kind of moved on with that. And she had lots of different coping mechanisms and, and uh, she's actually documented many of these things. And she's created a, a basically a how-to for people that have gone through uh, tumultuous times in their life. So, yeah. And so, uh, you know, she has a, a whole program out there about how you can move on, whether it's from divorce or whether it's a, a breakup, maybe you weren't married, but it's a similar sort of emotional thing. And so on that program, there are some thoughts, some common thoughts that people have um, that, that maybe you help them walk through. And so I thought it might be fun to throw a couple of those out. Um, John and I maybe okay. can relate a little bit with those, and then you can tell us why we're doing everything wrong. Yeah, we are doing everything <laughs> wrong, by the way. Don't f- feel free to call us out on everything and anything. I don't know if I'm doing everything or most things. Actually, in, in 2019, so we got divorced this year. Uh, I got divorced in May. He got divorced uh, No, it's early. been over a year, man. It's been over a year. Woo! Congratulations. So our goal in 2019 was to keep our wits about us. And now as we enter into 2020, we've done a pretty good job of that, I think. Yeah, 2020, all bets are off, buddy. <laughs> that's a new theme, new theme. Well, I hear somebody's been eating a lot of cake, so. Oh, yes. That, that's, I always eat a lot of cake, but now I just won't like exercise it off. It'll be fine. Actually, Ashlyn, we were out in Colorado a couple of months ago, and we climbed a 14er, Thomas and I did. And uh, we, we were into hiking and all that stuff. So you would never know it, but we're actually in pretty good shape. I mean, pretty good shape. Well, I know. You, your voices sound very in shape. <laughs> I've been told. 
All right. So, so looking through some of these, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to start with just the first one because this is a, like actually a thought that I've had. Um, you talk about how some people feel like my picker's broken or like whatever that mechanism in me that, that chooses these people, uh, my, my ex being one of them, it's like mm-hmm. it's fundamentally flawed. And for me, like I fear that. And so I'll give you a little, little piece into my head is one of the things I fear is on one hand that I'm fundamentally drawn to the wrong people. Um, and that, that, that picking the choosing mechanism doesn't work. But on the other hand, I have this saying that I really like, and that is um, that one often meets his destiny on the path he chooses to avoid it. And so what I fear, though, is like by trying to indulge my fear of being a bad chooser, that I'm going to be a bad chooser trying to avoid being a bad chooser. Does wow. that make any yeah, sense? You're in your own head. You know that? You're oh, messing I'm with yourself. I'm so deep. I'm like three levels of inception Like self-fulfilling here. prophecy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely. And so... <laughs> So how, how can I, um, what would you say to a person who's struggling like I do with that thought? That is a, the most, like I started that with that bullet point for a reason because it's probably the most common fear after a breakup or after, because normally that's not the first breakup. And then ultimately, if you've gotten divorced, you've had breakups before. So it's you, there's evidence. And every time something happens, there's more evidence. So you're just piling it up on top of yourself. So it's really hard to talk yourself out of it um, just by talking. What I would suggest is that you start doing like this little idea of being in a like a, an autopsy. And so start figuring out what makes you drawn to this person. And what is this? Also, like maybe uh, with all the women in your past, in recent past anything, what are the similarities there? And asking yourself, what makes you drawn to that? Is there, like I said earlier, I was reflecting how I felt about myself ultimately. Um, also, there could be a connection in your past in like a, a parent situation. There could be one relationship that really got you started in that direction. And you, it is a comfort level. When you're, comfort, and when you're in a comfort level, uh, comfort zone, that doesn't mean you are comfortable. It just means you are used to it. That's familiar. So understanding the difference between familiar and what your go-tos are versus why is that? And can you switch it up? Or maybe this is not the problem. Maybe this 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 uh, particular um, uh, attraction isn't the problem. You just haven't found the right connection with that with that specific person. So for instance, I have been drawn to guys who really dress well every time. And I'm like, maybe I should just not, which is a terrible thing to say because it has nothing to do with how they dress. Well, my my new husband has great fashion sense. He is wonderful at that. That was not something I needed to go away from. That wasn't the problem. It was the other stuff Ooh. under the hood. So, so you, I you really got to sort out red herrings then from like what the real like root is. And what I'm hearing you say is that I might have mommy issues. So like that's those those are the takeaways. I'm no, you I'm, I'm definitely teasing. have mommy issues. Hey, leave I'll be my mom I'll, out I'll of this. I'll be honest with you, you no. have mommy issues. No, but that is that is something I think a lot about though. Like so, I think a lot of times I oscillate between like at times feeling very pessimistic, like there's something wrong with my selection. Honestly, I've dated actually quite a few nice girls this year, and I can't make yeah. up my mind what I want. I I, I get scared. I, I back off. I move in. I back off. I'm like a mess. But then some days, 
like you're saying, I just get this optimistic view and I'm like, well, I'm that way toward these girls because they're not the right ones and I'm going to meet the right one. And then it's just all going to become easy. And I honestly yeah. have no idea which of those voices is like the angel and which one's the devil. <laughs> but I feel like they just switch shoulders every now and then to mess with me. Okay. So can I ask you a question? Absolutely. Um, in your gut, and this is, you don't have to answer this. This is more of like, do some homework, do some self-reflection on this. But when, well, first of all, do you know who, like, have you done enough self-work since the divorce to really know which one of you is the real you in there? Because that will make the difference because your gut will tell you ultimately that because you'll feel a difference. Like I used to, <laughs> it's sad, I used to throw up, not because I wanted to get rid of my food, but because I, my anxiety attacks were so severe that I would get nauseous immediately. And I didn't know that was my body telling me, this is not right, this is not right. I'd be on a date and be like, oh no, here we go. <laughs> yeah. And it's because yeah. I wasn't listening. Because oh. I, I was thinking I was one person when really that wasn't me. And so once I started doing all this self-discovery and un, like, unlearning myself as I thought I was, that's when I started to know which voice was the real one. Yeah, so yes. you got me really good there. I'm not going to lie okay. to you. Like that is, that is exactly what I need to work on, I think, is... Okay. Because um, I, I think there is like a voice inside of me, and there have been times where I'm like, man, that was that was actually me trying to like help myself. So I'm gonna tap out now because you got me too good. I'm gonna let John ask one of his. <laughs> yeah. So here's my question, uh, and I struggle with this one. Uh, one of the questions we asked were, or were you asked were, what if there's something wrong with me? And uh, so a little bit about my back, about my backstory. Um, I like to talk a lot, and and mm -hmm. I, I say things off the cuff a lot. And uh, I can be a little zany sometimes. I can be a little off-key sometimes. And uh, yeah. sometimes I'm socially awkward. And, mm -hmm. uh, and then I was told also by my ex that, uh, that I may have some disorder as far as like I might not uh, – what did she say? She said I was dysfunctional and like I, I might want to – she said you might – here's what she said. She said you might want to check on and get some medication for, for where you're at in life. And I'm like, I'm like not a medicated type person. I'm not, I don't do that stuff. And she mm -hmm. said, you definitely need to see a psychologist and, and she's going to, into therapy herself. And so that was the thing. And so I kept on thinking all along, what if I'm just not good enough? What if there's something seriously wrong with me? And then I, now I've, I've met a girl and I've been dating her for a while and I enjoy her company. And I'm still thinking, what if there's something wrong with me, even in that relationship? And, and I know there is something wrong with me, but I want to find out what it is. Well, I would say the, the, the voices, I, I basically everything you just said is like my bio. I am socially awkward. I, am, I talk a lot. I've been told my entire life I talk too much. And so that was something that if anyone says it, I'm already really sensitive to it. So I think anything that happens in a relationship, from relationship to relationship, and then into a marriage, which becomes a divorce, they just get heightened. And so if you've ever heard any of these things, I would I would say that they're probably bigger in your head than they actually are, but they're just growing. You know, they're growing in and forming bodies of their own around you of their own rather around you. And so it feels bigger than it is. Um, I still worry about all those things as well, even though I'm happily married again, or I'm happily remarried, I should say. But I would say First of all, <laughs> all those things make you who you are. They really do. And to someone else, 
that's going to be lovely. To someone else, all those things are going to make you, like quirks are good in a good relationship. That doesn't mean that something can't get carried away, but my new husband loves that I talk. He loves to hear my thoughts. I was so afraid to be, um, I, felt, I told you my whole life I've, I've been told I've talked too much and I say too much too quickly or whatever, which I'm probably doing right now. <laughs> but he said, no, I, want, I love hearing what you think. I want to hear what you think. And I was like, wait, what? And I have those moments with him all the time. All the stuff I'm keenly aware of in my past, he celebrates. So the right person celebrates those things. That, again, it doesn't mean you don't check it. That doesn't mean that I get to talk whenever I want to and I never have to back down because that's who I am. Like you, There's probably a lot of softening and um, for all of us, for all of our personalities. But I would really caution anyone and, and this is hard, that easier said than done because I was there too. But to look and examine on what, you've, what you're worried about and see how bad it actually is. Because everything you just told me, it sounds like a personality. It sounds like you have something to offer. It sounds like you're not a dud. It sounds like I could have a conversation with you. And it sounds like you're fun and you live. Like you're not just going under the radar. So to me, those are good things. With the right person, it's a good thing. With the wrong person, it's a, it's like a little thorn. It's something that can be pushed back into your face and, and see, you did it again, or see. So I just think you were with the wrong person. And I was all the way up until this point. Ashlyn, you should be some type of like self-help person that just gives advice all the time. I want her to be my personal PR person. <laughs> just like walk around with me and like hype me up. Like you want to build me like a dating profile <laughs> or something? That. Jeez. Yeah. Do you work for Bumble on the side? Yeah, is that, is that yes, what, you're what I need? I need some help. No, we'll no have to, we'll have I, to should, go- I, I would love to counsel some people um, uh, on, on, on self-talk that, or I would, that's, I always wanted to be a psychologist, y'all. I really did. That's awesome. So psychology is not the doubt is is not the enemy here. I really wanted to be one, but I was in a music family and it made sense. Um, and so I I got into music, but that's what I've always wanted to be is is uh, a counselor, someone who can help. So I'm finally getting the opportunity. And my actual therapist told me you should go a different route than the typical route because I think you could reach people more quickly and in your own way. And so that's what I'm doing. Yeah. So I'm really I mean, thankful to have the opportunity to talk to you guys. Yeah, that, that really that really was a, a beautiful and I think accurate sentiment that's that's so hard to find. Yeah, it is because I, I I think I know that deep down inside, but like I don't believe that because I don't hear that and because I don't I don't like live in that. I, I feel like I live in more of the awkward. So I, I appreciate that. Thomas has got another question for for you here. The last yeah, one here. Yeah. Okay. And, and so just as we we look to wrap this up, we always try to start or to end with something that's that's a little positive. And so for a lot of people, um, you know, they, they don't even have their thoughts together. And one of the other bullet points you have on there, and I thought maybe the last one just um, that you could give us some insight on is people who might feel like, I don't know what to do next. So you, you get mm-hmm. that rug that we've talked about pulled out from under your feet. Um, you're going through something. It could be a relationship. It could be the end of your career. It could be anything um, where, where mm-hmm. life is sort of shifted. What would you say is that first step to that person who who doesn't have it together and really is grasping for anything productive? Anything productive? Well, it's going to be a little different for everyone, I would say, because for me, I'm I'm a writer. I'm kind of a solitary person. So for me, it was making sure I was in a safe place with safe people. 
So make sure you examine your uh, your friend group and the people, your, your environment, because if those things aren't good, you are not going to be able to take a first step. So you need to be able to feel like you can be yourself in whatever state that is, whether that's crying, yelling, whatever, you need a place to work the stuff out. Um, and maybe that's someone on the phone. Maybe you don't have that at your home or maybe it switches a lot because you have kids there and not. But you need to find some sort of grounding first, because if you can't find a foot, a place to put that foot and then the foot, the, the, the next foot. I didn't say that right. Let me start over. Here's my wording problem. <laughs> If you do, you can keep that in. Uh, if you don't have a physical base to put your feet down on, you will always shift and you will never actually take a full step because you'll just be doing one step forward, two steps back, and you'll feel like you're getting nowhere and that will frustrate you and you will not move. So that's like a given. But if you can find either a human in your life, that should probably not be romantic. Uh, <laughs> said from experience <laughs> and also uh <laughs> ugh, that still irritates me um and if you can find something to take your time to me those are the first two things what to do next and it needs to be something that is safe for you so that you again have a place to work things out and be yourself and figure out who the heck that even is so that's why the courses were created because it actually gives you steps so it gives you a guide. It says, go here, then ask here. What about this? And so you literally are being asked, uh, you're being distracted, but in a way that is productive rather than you dwelling or looping. I'm the queen of looping and I'm the biggest mean girl. So I will talk myself out of giving myself any kind of compliment at any time of the day. And don't you worry, I will give, I mean, but if I, if I, if someone's asking me a question or like me talking to you guys, Maybe you felt at one point those things that we were talking like that you said, oh, I felt that in like deep down, but I, I, no one really tells me that. So this, these courses are the reason I created them was so I could have somebody talking to you all the time. Even if you don't, you're not ready to physically talk. Even if you're not ready to go out into the world, you still have someone saying, you're not weird. This is normal. Let's do this together. So that, that I, I don't want to say that the course is the only way to get through it. But it is a way to do it and also move forward without being left to your own devices, yeah. shall I say. Yeah, that makes perfect sense because what you're talking about, the first step is finding a safe place, finding a cheerleader. And yeah. what your course does is really to help provide that first step, right? Um, that first, first safe place. And so uh, we've been talking with Ashlyn Huff. Um, just to reiterate, she's got, uh, go to her website, howtomoveonandbehappy.com. Um, whether it's divorce, whether it's breakup, she's got some other stuff coming out here real soon um, to, to sort of help you walk through things. I mean, Ashlyn, we, we really appreciate you joining us. Yeah, we really do. And, and just I to clarify, like if you want to move on and just move on, this is not for you. This is how to move on and be happy. Yeah, this, if you want to be sad, yeah. do not apply. Yeah, do not listen. Do not no. do not go there. We, we're talking about happiness and bliss after. Definitely after. don't talk to me because I will not let you be sad. She will not allow that to happen. <laughs> so, Ashlyn, thank you so much for being a, uh, on our podcast today. We seriously appreciate yeah. it. You are wonderful. And, and do you like to hike into Colorado? I'm curious. I sure do. Um, I had to get over a lot of uh, asthma stuff when oh. I first moved up here in the altitude, but 
Um, but I do. I really love to hike, cool. and I'm getting better at skiing. That's awesome. John rocks his inhaler too when yeah, we're out I, there. Yeah, I'm an, I'm a uh, yeah. I have an inhaler, but if we go hiking, and it's great. And we were out. We did a 14er just literally a couple months ago. And actually, I didn't tell you this, but I'm going to be in Colorado next week uh, on the snowboarding oh, wow. in, in Vail. So I'm excited Sweet. about that. So yeah, good stuff. Anyways, thank you for being on our podcast. We appreciate you. We appreciate uh, yeah what you're doing. And, and I, honestly, after listening to you for a couple hours. Wow, it's been a couple hours. Uh, I believe in what you're doing. I think it's great. I think it's a, it's a thank you. Something that and has I'm a lot happy value. to talk to y'all anytime. Um, and all, all, and I will happily give away courses to people. To I will definitely send them to you guys. Um, I, I really think they help. They, they help me. I mean, that's what I can say. They help me. Well, we appreciate you. Well, um, yeah, we hope to talk to you again sometime. And thank you once again for being on the Life After Bliss podcast. And guys, you can hear Life After Bliss, uh, of course, on anywhere podcasts can be listened to. And also we're on uh, on Facebook, on Instagram. I like how you said also, because also. anywhere it can be listened to and then more places. So you can listen <laughs> to podcasts in places you can't even listen to podcasts. You don't even understand. It's everywhere. It's everywhere <laughs> and a little bit more. So anyways, thanks for listening to Life After Bliss podcast. Have a good evening. Have a good night. Bye.